Hey there, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Welcome to another Small Group Leaders podcast where we help you prepare to lead your small group. This is Pastor Billy here. I'm here with Pastor Tim, our downtown congregation pastor. What's up, man? Hello, everyone. And uh, we are diving into uh, part one of our series, Built to Last. And, um, you know, I'll just set this up by saying, you know, the Bible repeatedly reminds us to consider what we're building with our lives. Um, You know, what are we living for? What are we building our lives for? You know, the world encourages us to live for the temporary things, pleasure, fame, fortune, you know, parties, trips, and all that. And while those things not are not necessarily evil, uh, the challenge is it can pull us away from God's purpose for our lives. As we're pursuing worldly things, we could be totally missing out on God's ultimate purpose for us. And in, in contrast, Jesus reminds us over and over, and the Bible reminds us over and over to build not for the temporary things, but for eternal things, things that last forever. Um, Matthew 6, 19 to 21, Jesus straight up said that, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but instead store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And so there's this direct challenge of what are we building our lives on? What are we ultimately leaving as a legacy with our lives? And if we're not intentional with that, we may look back at the end of our lives or when we stand before the Lord and realize oh, we, we wasted the time, treasure, and talent that God's given to us and the opportunities He gave us to make a lasting and eternal impact. You know, to, to even build off of that, the Apostle Peter uh, wrote something very challenging in, in, in 2 Peter chapter 3, and we talked about it this weekend. Um, but, but what he said there that really startles, not startles, but challenges me, is that everything of this temporary life is going to be destroyed. When Jesus comes back, part of cleansing the earth from sin, judgment against sin, is all of this earth is going to have to be renewed. And it explicitly says it's going to be destroyed by fire. If you think about it, all the things that we build in this life, if it's not eternal, it's going to be destroyed by fire. The houses that we build, the cars that we save up to buy, you know, everything that that is temporary and earthly is going to be destroyed by fire. And so he says, in light of that, how are we to live? We're to live holy and godly lives as we look forward to the day of the Lord. In other words, build your life for things that really matter. So how do we do that? Jesus is very clear. It's to go and make disciples. And the reason is because the only thing that lasts forever is God, his kingdom, and the people that are called to live there. And, and, and we can't do anything about the first two. Those are already eternal. But to help people come to know Jesus so that they live forever in heaven, that's our task. That's our job. Jesus said it. You go make disciples. So it's for every single one of us to build our lives to help people who don't know Jesus to come to know Jesus so that they will live forever in heaven. And that is ultimately what we can build with our lives that will last for eternity. It's the lives of people here locally, nationally, and globally that don't know Jesus, them coming to know Jesus. And I think this is where we start off our series this week because we need to lay that as a foundation. What are we building? Are we building for what truly matters? God, His kingdom, and the people that are called to live there. And uh, this should challenge all of us. I know it challenges me because it's so easy to get caught up in the here and now and the natural things. And 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 while again we need to build our houses and our you know we need to have cars and the things that we need to live, that shouldn't be the focus. And I think that Satan is always trying to drag us back to the least common denominator of living for the here and now. So. As you reflect on the weekend sermon, the main thought in the scriptures above, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? Pastor Tim, uh, what, what stands out to you at this point? Great. Well, thank you, Pastor Billy. Um, you know, Matthew chapter 6, it's always a great reminder about what treasures are we living for and the eternal treasures. But one 
passage of scripture that we don't often use in this church that we have here as a center of a t- uh, focus for this week is Second Peter chapter 3. And I love the way that it says that, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And then it continues on that since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? Mm-hmm. You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. And so when I look at this, um, you know, I think about just our church and, and just Christians in general um, here. We can often swing to one side or the other where we're indifferent. Oh, Jesus is coming back. Okay, that doesn't really affect me. Um, and then, or we get so caught up in the fact that he's coming back because there's a lot of things in, in global events that may indicate that the return of the Lord could be any day now, right. where we get so caught up in that, that we focus again on our own lives, yeah. right? And I think the, the result is the same in those things. The caution is that we don't just get so enamored about ourselves and self-preservation that we forget about what this passage is really about. Because uh, God is not slow in keeping his promises, we ought to live holy and godly lives. Right. So what is that, right? And so that that's where I think um, in what the emphasis of this whole discussion is storing up eternal treasures right. in our relationships. Yep. And it's, it's really, it's, it's just people that are going to last forever. There's, only, exactly. there's literally nothing else yep. that we can invest into that will last forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is going to be burnt up to your point. Everything is going to be destroyed, everything that's natural. And, you know, it's so funny. We, you know, you know, we, we, we want nicer clothes, we want nicer cars, we want nicer stuff, and it's all going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not going to last forever, you know. But even just in my own life, I see how, how, how much effort it takes to get these things mm-hmm. and, you know, how, how distracting it can be to pursue these things, but it's not going to last forever. What if mm-hmm. we put a fraction of that energy into people, Right, investing into people, right, right? as we put here, being being intentional about spending time with those who are not walking with God, praying for them, praying for God to reveal His love, inviting them to church or small group, sharing the gospel. What if we put a fraction of the energy that we put on temporary things into people? How much more of an impact, eternal impact, could mm-hmm. we have? And I think that's the question I want to leave us with, and we want to leave our, our our members with is. What can you do that will have a lasting eternal impact? It's going to be investing in people. What if we put more than just a fraction? What if we put a majority of our effort into that? The world would be a vastly different place. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned, you know, people talking about, you know, is it the end times? You know, whenever there's wars, you know, everyone's talking about end times. And of course, this war in Gaza is a big deal and, and, and we need to be praying for that. But it stirs up all these end times talk. Well, my thing is, well, if you are really thinking that the end times could be imminent and upon us, it might be for all we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus could come back in 20 minutes or 20 years. We don't know, right? But if you really believe that, then we should all the more be investing in eternal stuff, not temporary stuff. Yes. All the more we should be spending time with people that don't know Jesus and sharing the gospel because if Jesus comes back in 20 minutes, there's a lot of people that you and I know that aren't going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are going to be part of the, 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 the being left behind in the destruction of the earth as we read in, yeah. in, in Second Peter. And that should terrify us. Yes. And so instead of just sitting around like a lot of people do talking about the end times, we should be doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's just my little rant to us as leaders, you know. But really, that's, that should be our thing. And so if you, it, Jesus could come back in 20 minutes yeah. for all we know, so yeah. let's get busy. He could come back in 20,000 years for all we know. Either way, let's get busy 
storing up treasures in heaven, living for eternal stuff. Yeah, and that's the beauty of verse 12. I'm going to read it one more time because I feel like even personally I overlooked this. It says, as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. How do we speed his return? It's by reaching people. That's right. Amen. He said he's not going to come back till every every person has heard the gospel. Right. So we got to get we got to get busy. Well, you know, number two question there, and and by the way, as we reflect, let's let's let people really think about this. Yes, you know, don't just gloss over. You know, as the elements are destroyed by fire. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, let's move on. No, I mean that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, and and to get people to change their worldview to living for eternal things rather than temporary things, that's a big deal because everything in this world is getting us to live for the here and now. Mm-hmm. We are the only people, the Christians are the only people telling, don't live for the here and now. Right. Let's live for eternal stuff. So let's really, don't, let's not gloss over this, try to help our people to see it. Um, but secondly, how are you tempted to build your life for temporary things? Prosperity, possessions, pleasure, etc. Was there a time where you only lived for temporary things? Uh, this could be a fun discussion. Um, but let's really pause and talk about that. Um, I know for me, I'm constantly being tempted. You know, whenever I drop my kids off at school, I see mm-hmm. what the other parents are driving, and I'm like, "Oh man, I want that." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> how come I can't have that? You know, and uh, and and I have to wrestle. No, that's not what you're called to right now. You know, you're yeah. called to make disciples. You're called to be, you know, whatever. And so I'm not called to have that. But the, there's such a temptation. Well, you think if I just do this and I start this side hustle, or if I do that, then maybe I can have these things. But I realize if I do those things, that'll take me off of mission. I won't mm-hmm. have the time or the energy to, to love on people like I'm supposed to. You know, and so it's just that those subtle tugs that we have to capture the thought and really say, God, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And every time I've done that, I felt the Holy Spirit say, Nope, it's not for you. You need to stay focused on what I've called you to do. And um, but I think all of us feel that same tug, wouldn't you say, Pastor Tim? Yeah, definitely. I've I definitely felt it in my life as a father with four kids. Um, I have a responsibility to provide for my family, but at the same time, you know, sometimes I get mixed up with what is enough and uh, between what you know my kids want. Well, how much more do they yep. do I need to get sure. so that they would be quote unquote happy, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I got to draw the line on things. Yeah. But I think this is a great question. Um, you know, in looking at the the landscape of our groups, we have uh, very multi diverse generational groups. Yeah. You know, of young people groups. We have middle age groups. We have uh, retiree groups. And there's going to be a, a vast um, different types of responses. And one thing I, I want to say is that oftentimes we wait till I hit a certain phase in life, then I will focus on mm-hmm. you know the mission. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fulfill what I want first, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, like like if I'm a young person, I remember those days, right? Yeah. When I get married, I get a house. Then I'll go live on mission. Mm-hmm. But then when you get married, you get a house. Then you become busier because you have more things to do. Well, then you charged. want a nicer house. And yeah. Then you want a nicer. And then, and then you have to yeah, provide you, for your kids the, and everything. The rat, that's why they call it a rat race, right? It just yeah. never ends. Yeah. And so that's exactly it. So that's that's what I'm trying to say here is that small group leaders, um, if that kind of talk comes forth in your group, no matter what generation right. of life phase there your your group is in, just remember that you know the world it tries to constantly distract us from the primary focus of what we're called to do. And you know, and the thing too is if we have that mentality, we're missing opportunities all along the way, mm-hmm. right? You know, like there's nothing wrong with kids being in in sports and all that, but mm-hmm. but but what I always try to tell my kids is you're not just there to perform well and to have fun. You're there because there's people God wants you to reach. You know, um, when you're at work in maybe your early phases of life and you're trying to you know build your career, that's not wrong. You need to do that, as you said, Pastor Tim, to provide for your family and such. But there's people that God's called you to reach there at work, right? So it's being intentional while we're doing the normal stuff of life that we have to do, that there's also a mission from heaven 
that we don't want to miss along the way, right? So I think that's that's part of the danger. Even even here in Hawaii, right? It's all about if you, especially if you have young kids, it's about sports, it's about right. dance, it's about hula, it's, you know, music. I mean, there's just so many things, and uh, and, and and which is fine. But use those things for the mission because mm-hmm. there's people there that he's called you to influence. And, mm-hmm. and um, let's not waste those moments along the way. Even those of you that are seniors, you can influence your grandkids and your nieces, your nephews, mm-hmm. and, and, and other seniors that you spend time with. And so in every phase of life, there's people that God is calling us to reach yes. that he wants to live forever. As you read, in, 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 God's not slow. He's waiting for everyone to come mm-hmm. to repentance. That's his heart. And so we need to have that same mentality and mindset. And so while we're living for the things of this world, you know, or trying to survive, let's not miss the mission along the way. Yes. Um, and then lastly, how can you begin building for things that will last for eternity? What practical steps can you take to do so? And let's really challenge people to think about where they're at in life and how can you begin to use your influence wherever you are. Maybe it's the coworker in the cubicle next to you, right? Spending time, taking them to lunch, having coffee. Maybe for me, you know, Micah's about to start his JV season uh, in basketball and, you know, the parents that I'm sitting next to strike up a conversation. And if you know me, you know, I'm an introvert, you know, I don't, I don't naturally do that. Um, but I'm telling myself I'm going to be intentional to strike up a conversation with a parent that I don't know and to build new relationships and, and use those times before and after the games and different things to start new conversation with people that God loves. Mm-hmm. And he wants them to live forever. Yes. And so I need to be that conduit. Um, but let's really help people to think through uh, this question. What practical things can they do? Yeah, and uh, we have some practical bullet points um, back in the, the main thought and passages uh, ends with that, how we can start sharing the gospel. So um, leaders, it would be a great time to just examine with your members, uh, is there anything in that four bullet points that maybe they haven't done and that, that they maybe could incorporate in their lives? But I think the main thing is that it, there needs to be an urgency you know, in the time that we're living in, um, in light of Second uh, Second Peter chapter three, and what we see, that we don't know when Jesus is coming back, but you know, he's not slow. So it's, it could be any day. And so when we realize that, it sobers us up to to live with the urgency that Jesus wants us to live with. Amen to that. And and you know, so let's really help people to come away with takeaways, practical steps that they can take. Mm-hmm. But more importantly. Is is the perspective? Well, yes. not more importantly, but additionally, what's important is that perspective. This, all of this, is temporary. So yeah. let's get busy living for what really Amen. matters: God, His kingdom, and the people called to live there forever. And you and I get to be a part of this awesome mission of of leading one person to the Lord at a time. And one day, when we're in heaven, we're going to look back and say, "Man, that was a life well lived. That right. was we built to last." for what really mattered. And I pray that that's going to be all of our story uh, as we journey on through this series. Well, thank you, leaders, for all that you do. We're so grateful for all of you. And and I'm so grateful for this church because, you know, by and large, uh, we, we are making an impact. And I pray that this is just the beginning of, of the greater impact that we'll all make together as we intentionally build to last. Amen. So thank you, leaders, for your investment, your time, your sacrifice. And let's go make a difference in the lives of others together. Have a great week. Have a great small group. Bless you, leaders. God bless you guys. Thank you.